Well, I am preaching a series of sermons entitled, Don't Be Afraid. This is actually sermon number seven. I, I probably need to quit this series and go into something else, but I'm just too afraid to stop it, all right? So uh, here we are. Number seven, don't be afraid. Today, we want to look at overcoming your fear of commitment. We don't like to make long-term commitments anymore. I hear phrases like this all the time. I want to keep my options open. Or, don't fence me in, dude. You know, People just don't like to make long-term commitments today. Because of that, we miss out on God's best for our lives. People are jumping from relationship to relationship, never developing any depth because of their fear of commitment. People are missing out on God's best for their lives. They just drift through life, not making commitments to anything or anyone. And if you keep doing that, you could even miss eternal salvation in heaven because you are afraid to make the commitment that you need to make to Jesus Christ. So, very simply this morning, I'm going to talk to you about a couple of things. First of all, the importance of making commitments why it's important to make commitments, and then we're going to talk about how to overcome the fear of making commitments. First, the importance of making commitments. The Bible teaches us that nothing is as important as the commitments that we make in life. God wants you to make wise commitments. And if you make the wrong commitments, it is going to affect every area of your life. Specifically, the Bible says, my commitments will affect three things. First of all, my commitments reveal my values. The things that I commit myself to. That is, my time, my money, my energy reveal what's really important in my life. My values. I may say that my family is really important to me, but if I never commit any time to them, I'm just kidding myself. Or I may say God is number one in my life. But if I never commit any time or energy into developing that relationship with God, I'm just kidding myself. What you commit to, that is your time, your money, your relationship, really shows what you value in your life. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Jesus said... No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon, which also means riches or money or the things of this world. Jesus is saying, you've got to choose. Okay? You have got to choose who you will serve, either God or the things of this world. And whichever you value the most is what you're going to commit your life to. So my commitments reveal my values. Number two, my commitments shape my character. They determine what kind of person I'm going to be. I will become what I'm committed to. Therefore, you need to choose your commitments carefully. Because you are the sum total of your commitments and your habits. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. 
So, if I think that making money is the most important thing in my life, it's going to shape my character. Or, if I think that being liked or being accepted by other people is the most important thing in life, that is going to shape my character and how I live my life. My character is shaped by the things that I choose, by my commitments. So guess what? I need to choose my commitments carefully. Number three, my commitments determine my destiny. Every time you make a choice, it not only has consequences for the here and the now, but it also has eternal consequences. Even the most insignificant choices that you make on a daily basis have implications long term. So, you need to choose your commitments carefully. Wise people don't just drift through life. They decide up front what's really important and they make sure that they are committed to those things because those things determine our destiny. Mark chapter 8, verse 36, Jesus asked, For what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his own soul? Boy, that, that's a penetrating question, is it not? Do you know the typical lifespan for the normal American is 29,127 days? Okay? If you're normal, which it looks like a lot of normal people out there, you're going to live about 79.8 years. That means that you have 29,127 days on planet Earth. And every one of those days, you are exchanging your life for something. You may exchange it for a day of watching television. Check, it's gone. You may exchange it for a day of shopping. Can't get it back. You may exchange it for a day of riding motorcycles or playing golf. But you are exchanging your life every day for something. The Bible says you need to think about that. Are you getting a good deal out of your exchange? Huh? What am I going to exchange my life for? Let me tell you, wise people think that through. And they make decisions and commitments accordingly. By the way, just as a side note to that, Jesus said you need to be laying up treasure in heaven. So exchange your days for something worthwhile and something good. All right? Our decisions and our commitments are important. Make them wisely. Second thing I want to talk to you about is this. How do I overcome my fear of making commitments? Well, I've got three ways you can do that. Number one, you need to ask God for wisdom. You ask God to give you wisdom so that you don't make bad commitments. Or as I wrote in my notes, dumb commitments, all right? So you won't choose the wrong thing because you know what? All of us have done that and all of us still can do that. Make bad decisions and bad commitments. So what do we need to do? Ask God for wisdom. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, 
and it will be given to him. God is ready, willing, and able to help you make wise decisions. You see, commitments reveal your values. They shape your character. They determine your destiny. And God knows that. God knows how important these commitments are. So don't make commitments without first talking to God about them. Every decision, every commitment you make, you need to talk to God about it. You pray, God, do you want me to accept this appointment? Lord, do you want me to take this job offer? Is this, is this in your will? Do I need to commit my life to this particular place of employment? Lord, do you want me to marry this person? That's pretty big, isn't it? Because you're committing the rest of your life to that. Lord, am I making the right choice here? Lord, do you want me to get involved in this church and in this ministry? You pray about all these things and you ask God for His wisdom. God, show me how you want me to use my life for your glory. And before you make any commitment, you really need to ask God for His wisdom. Number two, overcoming your fear of commitment. You, you need to count the cost. But as you count the cost, you need to compare the benefits that you receive from what it's costing you. You, you know, in every commitment, there's, there's kind of a give and a take. You give something to it, and you get something out of it. So you've got to ask yourself, is the cause worth the cost? Or are the benefits greater than what it's going to cost me to get this benefit? And I say I'm losing some of you, so let me just use a silly little illustration to, to shoot, prove this. A, a few months ago, I made the commitment to stop drinking sodas. The ban on all sodas. Now, what's that going to cost me? Well, it's going to cost me all that glorious caffeine. It's going to cost me that, that, you know, that bucket load of sugar and the rush I get from drinking it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cost me the, the cool, refreshing taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper or Cherry Coke. Pure enjoyment. Am I getting through to you? That's what it's costing me. What are the benefits? Well, I'm not nearly as jittery as I used to be. The sugar's out of my system. It's gone. And I'm saving a lot of money. Huh? It costs me something, but I see the benefits, and, and the benefits to me are worth it. You know, you got to ask yourself the question, what's it going to cost me, and what are the benefits? Jesus Christ is very specific about the benefits that we receive when we commit our life to Him. The Bible lists very clearly what the benefits are when you commit your life to Jesus Christ. Benefits like this. When you give Jesus your heart, soul, mind, and strength, He totally and completely forgives you from all of your sins. He wipes the slate clean. He takes all of those past sins and puts them into the sea of forgetfulness, never to hold them against you any longer. Guilt is gone. All right? 
Wow, what a blessing right there. He gives you purpose and meaning in life. You have significance now. You get a home in heaven. You receive the power to overcome the hurts and the habits and the hang-ups that are messing up your life. Benefit after benefit comes into the life of the person who commits their heart and soul to Jesus Christ. He makes all things brand new. But you know what? On the other hand, Jesus never beat around the bush about the cost of following Him either. He was never wishy-washy. Jesus said up front and very clearly, if you're going to follow Me, this is what it's going to cost you. You must deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow Me. And again, that's something we do daily. Jesus was very clear. But when you consider the cause and the cost, the payoff and the price tag, the benefits of following Jesus far outweigh any cost that you might pay. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 5 warns us, it's a trap for a man to dedicate anything rashly and only later to consider his vows. So it is a trap to make a commitment without thinking it through beforehand. It's always easier to get in than it is to get out. Do you know that? It's easier to get in debt than it is to get out of debt. It's easier to get in a relationship than it is to get out of that relationship. It's easier to fill up your schedule than it is to fulfill your schedule. It's a trap to make commitments that you haven't thought through. Jesus said it like this, don't begin any project, and what He's specifically talking about is living for Him. Don't begin anything until you count the cost. So you need to check it out. Is there going to be value in this commitment greater than my cost? And for serving Jesus, the answer is yes. How do I overcome my fear of commitment? Number three, I trust God to help me keep my commitments. Not only to make my commitments, but to keep them. Psalms 37 verse 5 out of the Living Bible says, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him to help you do it, and He will. If you commit your life to Jesus Christ, you are a Christian, a believer. Then, the commitments that you make in life are not simply dependent upon your own willpower to keep. Now, all of a sudden, you get God's help in keeping all of those commitments. And that's great news. Now, when I make a commitment, it's not just up to Will Harmon to keep that commitment. It's not up to my willpower alone. But God says, Harmon, if you trust me, I will give you the power to keep those commitments. Philippians 2.13 It is God who is at work within you, giving you both the will and the power to accomplish His purpose. God says, I'll not only give you the will to do it, I'm going to give you the power to do it as well. I know a lot of people who have said, well, I would commit my life to Christ, but I don't want to make that commitment to Christ until I know I can keep it. You know, people who say that are, are, are missing the point. 
You've got to take the first step. And when you do, He'll do the rest. 2 Timothy 1.12 God is able to keep that which I have committed to Him against that day. Some of you in this room have struggled for years with commitments. Commitments to your family, commitments to the Lord, commitments to His church. Some of you have delayed giving your life to Jesus Christ out of that fear of a long-term commitment. Some of you have delayed being baptized. Even though God says this is a symbol of your commitment to me, you've just put it on off simply because of your fear. Some of you have delayed finding a church home to join. And, and not just being an attender, but being a member of, of a family. Some of you have delayed getting involved in finding a ministry because of the fear of commitment. Real question is, what commitment are you afraid to make today? You know, it doesn't take great people to do great things in this world. It only takes committed people. The problem that most of us fall into is that we are half committed to two dozen trivial matters instead of being committed to the few things that really matter in life. There is incredible power in commitment. No life becomes great without focus or without commitment. Your happiness, your fulfillment, your effectiveness in life is determined exclusively by the commitments that you make. So I suggest that we think that through and make some good commitments. And Munich Stadium. They were all wearing brown shirts and they all formed with their bodies a sign for a fanatic. Only 2% of a country can change a culture. You don't believe that? You just look on our own recent past. It's made me wonder what would happen if just the born again believers in America, I mean the real Christians, the committed few, would say and mean, Jesus Christ, we are yours. Or, what would happen if just the people in this church would say, Jesus Christ, we are yours? Or, what would happen if you said, Jesus Christ, I am yours? In the Old Testament, there is recorded an amazing king whose name was Asa. At the end of his life, God had this to say about him. Asa's heart was fully committed to the Lord all of his life. What a statement. You want to know this definition of a successful life? I think it's right there. He was fully committed to the Lord all of his life. Church, listen, the people that changed the world were not the most educated, they were not the most wealthy, they were not the most talented, but the people who changed the world 
were the people who have had the greatest and deepest convictions for either good or for bad. It comes down to commitment. You know what? God is looking for that kind of a heart, a committed heart. One of my favorite verses is 2 Chronicles 16.9. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. What kind of people does God use? People whose hearts are fully committed. In other words, God is looking for people to use in this world to make an impact. And He will use you if you let Him. What's He looking for? He's looking for an undivided heart. A committed heart. I want to be that kind of person. Not only do I want to, I intend to be the kind of person that has an undivided heart before God. And I want to challenge you to be that kind of person as well. That in a culture that is increasingly becoming more shallow and more superficial, that you stand out as a person of deep conviction. That you make some commitments and you live by those commitments and you keep them. You know what? Those of you who are here this morning, for the most part, you know what matters in life. And you know what doesn't matter in life. You need to make your life count. And you do that by making and keeping commitments. This world has yet to see what God can do through and in and for and with the person who is fully committed to Jesus Christ. Or as C.S. Lewis once put it, if Christianity is untrue, then it's unimportant. However, if Christianity is true, then it is of utmost importance. And the only thing Christianity cannot be is moderately important. So, I've got to ask you, have you been trying to be a casual Christian? Did you know that that is a contradiction of terms? It's kind of like saying I'm part pregnant. <laughs> you know? You either are or you aren't. It is a contradiction to try to be a casual Christian. Just a little thing that you add on to make it spicier. Throw in a little religion for good measure. A little fire insurance. huh? I challenge you to take a stand for Jesus Christ. I challenge you to consider seriously the commitments that you make in your life. I believe there are five essential commitments that every person need, needs to make in their spiritual life. First of all, you need to make a commitment to Jesus Christ. To give Him everything. Salvation is such a simple thing. A child can be saved. It's as simple as, let me tell you, it's all in telling. It means that I give Jesus everything and I hold nothing back to myself. That I commit to Him my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Everything I've been, all that I am, or ever hope to be. 
And again, I want to reaffirm, you can't be just a casual Christian. You can't straddle the fence. It's all or nothing. The greatest commitment you make in life is to the Lord Jesus Christ. So take that seriously. Then I believe there is a commitment to His church family. You get plugged into His church. This is His body. And you need to be a part of it. Then there is a commitment to spiritual growth. You say, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to live on the milk of the Word. I'm not going to be a baby Christian any longer. And you grow up. You start eating the meat of the Word. You take that initiative on your own to be a mature believer in Jesus Christ. And quit acting like a baby. And start acting like a man or a woman of God. And then you make a commitment to use the talents and the gifts that God has given you, and you use those to help other people. Church, that's why we're here. That's why God has blessed you with all the stuff He's blessed you with. And I'm not just talking about material possessions. I'm talking about your time, your energy, your talent. You are to use those to give them to other people so that they can come to know Jesus as well. And then you need to, need to make a commitment to fulfill your life's purpose, your mission in this world. At that point, there is nothing more important than finding, following, and finishing God's good, acceptable, and perfect will for your life. And until you understand and make these commitments, you're not living. You're just existing. Don't let fear keep you from making the commitments that will change your life. Heavenly Father, I pray for my friends who are here today. I sense your spirit in this service and I know that you're speaking to our hearts. Lord, there is someone here today who needs to come and give you their heart and their life and make that commitment to serve you and follow you. There are many others here today who need to reaffirm that commitment. I pray that they would have the freedom to do that.